Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to The Real Dr. Doolittle Show with Val Hart. I'm your co-host, Scott Patton. Hey, Val, how are you doing today? Hey, Scott, I'm great. It's a great day in the neighborhood. How are you doing? Very good. Good. So, uh, we're going to be talking about happy dogs for the next little while. Yeah, how to have happy, healthy dogs which is one of the major questions that I get from the major- from so many people. You know, they come to me with all kinds of problems. We've got, you know, uh, from my dog steals and eats paper <laughs> to aggression problems, you know, fighting, um, all that kind of thing, uh, pain. How do you know if they're in pain, if it's physical or emotional or mental or what? You know, have they been abused? You know, fear issues like um, abuse or uh, I had one poor person whose dog actually had to be drugged in order to get a leash on them and to put them in a car to take them to the vet. <laughs> that's, wow. se- that's severe. Isn't that amazing? And then, you know, pooing and peeping in the house, uh, marking a territory, barking. Oh, my God, that's a big one. People are always worried about struggling with their dogs going nuts, barking at the UPS guy, the mailman, other dogs, other people, anything, you know, some imagined sound that they heard or just for the hell of it. <laughs> I think dogs bark for the hell of it sometimes. You uh, know, a friend of mine came mm-hmm. home and found her, her neighbor washing down her two dogs in, his, in her backyard with a hose. <laughs> yeah. And he was saying, well, they've been barking all day, so I'm hosing them. And yeah. she was furious. Yeah. Oh, man. But, you know, gosh, from the human point of view, from the dog parent, you know, from our perspective, we weren't home. We didn't know what happened, that they had been literally barking nonstop for hours, you know. And we we don't – how can you train them when we're not there? How, and what do you do? How do you – how do you correct that? And you know how annoying it is to hear a dog barking like that. It's like the Chinese water torture. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> For a lot That's of folks. Right. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, I work at home, so it's yeah. You know, it's like if the if there's an animal barking all day, it can be really disruptive. Right. Right. And, it is you know, disruptive. Yeah. What do you do? Exactly. What do you do? Oh my God! It's a horrible situation for the dog owner. For the dog, they don't know. You know, they're just. I'm sure they're not happy thing. about it. There's something <laughs> that they're barking about. There's a reason why yeah. they're barking. Right? Well, do um, most dogs bark when they're happy. They can. It can be an exuberant, joyful announcement. I'm here. You know, yeah. where are yeah. y'all? Uh, how is everybody? You know, connect with me. Uh, you know, right. let's have a shout. It's like let's have a shout out. Uh, I could just see doggy wave. You know, it's the 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 audible equivalent of the wave. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so if you got a neighborhood, you know, and one dog starts it and it like waves through the neighborhood. So. That's right. Everyone's and then, doing and it. And it's you know a lot it. of fun. It's a lot of fun. But then there's lots of other times. You know, you have to check the intent and the energy behind the barking. It could be frustration. Could be boredom. Could be lack of exercise. You know, it, to bark, have you ever seen what a dog does to bark? It's like a whole body activity. You know, it's a whole body exercise. I always laugh when Einstein does his barking thing because he, he'll have, it's like his whole body gets into it. It's like he's doing his daily barkometrics, you know, his, his bark, uh, Pilates for dogs, you know. I don't know. It's just, he has to use his whole body to bark. And so, you know, 
It could be a way to massage their internal organs. It could be a pain response, literally, you know. So if they're barking and sending that energy out, uh, it distracts them from a chronic pain problem. could be all kinds of stuff. could be that they just never learned that other people were okay. So it could be coming from a fear response. Uh, Other people are animals, you know. So there's all sorts of reasons why. A lot of it's training. Most of it uh, can be training, but a lot of it is also communication. So there's a, that's right. a big one. That's a real big one. I just wrote an article on the ultimate solution for, or they, people think, solution for barking dogs is to uh, remove their vocal cords. There's actually surgery. Oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah, a surgery to debark a dog. Debark and a dog. It's kind of like debark a tree. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, it, you know, it's to bark or not to bark. You know, that's the question. You're gonna. How are you gonna approach this? The problem with debarking a dog is that frustrated energy is gonna erupt somewhere else in their life. Plus, the surgery is painful. It leaves scar tissue. It contributes to lots of other health problems. Right. If you don't know why your dog is barking, what the root causes are, so that you know how to address it with them, then just debarking them is just going to you know, wind up causing a lot of other problems. I've always felt that going and, and doing some sort of surgery that's not light, you know, to save your life right, yeah. is a, is causes more problems than it solves. And it seems to me that would be the case here for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it definitely does. Uh creates all kinds of problems. So, But in my class series, I'm calling the How to Have a Happy, Healthy Dog, Avoid the Mistakes that Dog Parents Make, and Learn What You Need to Know about how to deal with all of these issues and have more fun again and reduce the stress and frustration, you know, and worry, and have a lot more joyful experience and increase the quality of your life, you know, and your dog's life, of course. Yeah. We call it the Happy Dog Series for short. It's on my website. It's valhart.com forward slash happydog.html. So that's that's the page you want to look for, valhart.com forward slash happydog.html. That's where you want to go. We're going to be talking about so many cool things. I just have to tell you, it's just going to be a blast. <laughs> We're going to talk about specific problems and like how to resolve certain dog-related situations, such as barking, how to walk your dog properly on the leash so it's fun for you and fun for them, dealing with dog aggression, you know, elimination problems like uh, potty training and marking and all that sort of, of issue. We're going to talk about healing dogs. We're going to talk about all the mistakes people make with dogs, which Mm -hmm. just confuses the heck out of the dog and then frustrates the heck out of the owner. And it's usually a miscommunication or a misunderstanding. Yeah, we're going to do exercises. We're just going to have so much fun. I'm really excited about this series. Dogs live really long lives, and I know most every dog owner fully intends to give their dog a forever home. And we treat our dogs like they're our children, right? They really literally become our kids. But the fact is that millions of dogs are adopted or purchased every year, and at least 40% of them actually wind back up at shelters. They get dumped, they're given away, they're abandoned, or they become euthanized through no fault of their own. So, you know, we we got to deal with this. I You know, I adore dogs. I love dogs. And they are remarkable 
beings. They, they're one of the only beings that can follow, follow your direction, as in like if you send your fingers out and point at something. It really and truly, dogs are one of the few beings that understand what that means. They'll know to look where you're pointing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Isn't that wild? Uh, they're so intelligent. Right. Um, and there's so many things that they want to do to help us. I mean, their whole, their whole purpose in life is to help us. And so let's learn how to help them, right? And uh, I can hear the passion in your voice as you talk. Yes, yes, so much passion. Oh, my God. Yeah, so many great stories. You know, one thing I think let's give the folks today, though, I've got my top four tips on retraining misbehaving dogs. Cool. Right? Yeah, so I want to share that with you guys today. This will be fun and it will get you started. You know, one of the reasons I came up with these four tips is from a question I got from a very frustrated, unhappy dog parent. And she said, I have lost most of the control over my three-year-old miniature poodle. He growls at me. He bites me when he's at risk of not getting his way. Two of his bites have actually broken the skin on my hand. Last week... He urinated in my bed right on top of my pillow. Ah! (laughs) He did this right in front of me, and he growled at me when I yelled, No, I really love him, and I've had him since he was puppy, but I don't know what to do. Outside of our apartment, he's a completely different dog, and he becomes shy and afraid. However, sometimes he becomes confrontational with the other dogs, and I really need some help. Um, so, uh, oh, my God, can you imagine, Scott, uh, how no. awful this must be? And yeah. Yeah, how frustrated she has to be. How, it's hard to believe that she would even keep this dog. I mean, dogs yeah. wind up shelters and abandoned for reasons. Yeah, for, and a lot less reasons than this. A lot less reasons for this. You know, fortunately, she does love him. She has a connection with him, and she is asking for help. So she's not giving up, not throwing in the towel or, you know, throwing in the leash or whatever. One of my responses to her was that her doggy needs a timeout. <laughs> he thinks he's in control of his world, and he thinks his person is there to serve him. And you know what the really bad news is? What? His owner taught him that that was the truth that his owner actually taught him to behave that way but she didn't understand she just didn't understand what she was doing and uh, so it's a lot of confusion you know a lot of a lot of questions they don't we don't realize the ramifications of how our dog's environment and how our own stress levels impact our dog's behavior yeah and we're the ones that wind up exhibiting inconsistent behavior ourselves and it's usually because we're lacking our leadership skills. You know, we haven't learned how to be a good, calm, confident leader that our dog can respect and trust and loves to be with. And what we think is is that if we love our dogs, that that should be enough. That it's yeah. not even yeah, it's not even close to enough to to fulfill our dog's needs for good parental guidance. And we truly are dog parents, right? We become their parents when we take them in. So, um, yeah, I think one of the points I'd like to make today is that you have to remember that anxiety, fear, and stress in us creates an unstable, fearful, and sometimes aggressive mindset in dogs because dogs attack instability, anxiety, and worry. Right? It's a survival thing. 
Yeah. So let me tell you what the four points are. If you're tempted to pet your dog or offer them a food treat just because you want to, don't. (laughs) Don't do it. Affection offered too soon is just confusing, just plain confusing to your dog, and it often rewards the very behavior that you don't want to continue. So you have to find something that they can do to earn the affection instead, and then after they give you that behavior or response, then you can pet them and reward them all you want. Right. So that's the first one. Be, be careful about that. I think that's really important. And, and yep. it applies, I think, equally well to how we treat humans. <laughs> but, but yes. I think, you know, oh. I, think, I think that that's a really good, good point, is making sure that you're rewarding the uh, appropriate behaviors. Right. The behavior you want to continue. What usually happens, Scott? is that we give attention to the behavior we don't want because it annoys us, or frustrates or scares us. And then we ignore them when they're doing what we do want them to do. How confusing is that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Second tip. All right. You've got to take stock and figure out who's in charge of the toy box. <laughs> so who's in charge of your toy box? Take control back by picking up all of the toys and owning them yourself. So they're your toys that you as the leader can allow your dog to play with, but you actually own the toys, not your dog, right? Then you ask your dog to earn them back by doing what you want them to do when you ask. So remember, too, that you have to wait until your dog is calm and submissive before you reward them. Otherwise, they think you're rewarding an excited energy, which is also an unstable energy. And that's not good either. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's a great way of doing it. Yeah, it's really clear and really easy too. So if you have a problem behavior you want to correct, you have to remember that behavior that persists is being rewarded in some way. So we have to become a good pet detective ourselves and watch our own behavior for clues about how we actually could be encouraging them. Because I promise you, from their viewpoint, what they're doing makes sense to them. This is a key point, you know, if we realize that everything we do, everything they do makes perfect sense from their perspective. It gives us a whole different way of looking at this, doesn't it? Yes, and so if you become your dog and look at at things from their viewpoint, it'll turn hopefully a light bulb on and you'll begin to see things from their experience and better understand why they're doing what they're doing because they're not going to do it if they don't get rewarded for it. You know, why would anyone, and we all do that, humans too. We don't continue things that have proved to be a bad idea. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so the fourth point is to get inside their head so you can understand what they're thinking. You can chat about what they're doing wrong. You can communicate with your dog, which makes a huge difference in what I love to teach people how to do. And after you know why your dog's doing the things he does, why it makes sense to him, then you can partner together about what's truly needed and wanted and what's not and make a new game plan, you know, and make it fun. Uh, we all love to learn when it's fun, right, when we get rewarded for it, and it's and we're honored and respected as being a full participant in the game. And remember, it's all a game. It literally is all a game. So um, so those are my four tips. Does that help? What do you think? Is that, I think uh, they're great. Good. 
So, so uh, why don't you, we've got a few minutes, Val. Before we go, can you uh, maybe share another story? Like, did did you get any feedback from that lady, and and was she able to you know get her dog to stop peeing on her pillow or? Yeah, I did. Uh, you know what? We had to do a complete. It's like a doggy boot camp <laughs> for her little poodle, and it was really cool because once she got the message, it literally took her getting the message first, of course. Then she just started changing some things and showing up differently and interacting differently. And her poodle is a much happier dog right now. Oh, uh, we good. found out. There was a pain issue, but largely it was a frustration issue in the dog's part. And there were, he had a number of things to say about that. Uh, but once we heard his viewpoint and understood where he was coming from, then it made it really simple and easy. And she's a happy dog now. He, he has a job to do in his household, feels good about that. And he's been able to calm and settle, and he's not tense, and he's not worried. And he, and he knows what to do, too. So he knows how to get what he wants. You know, he knows how to ask for what he wants as opposed to biting her, you know, or growling at her. So that's really cool. Um, oh, the other cool thing, too, is that when she takes him out, remember he he was um, shy and afraid when they were outside, like yeah. a totally different dog. Well, so by working with her dog this way, we were able to boost his confidence. And so now when they go out, um, he's still a little bit shy. He kind of hangs back a little bit. But when he's greeted properly, he wags, you know, his tail, and he's really happy, uh, happy to connect and happy to meet and greet. So he's even better in the car. Wow, so, that's it, great. Yeah, so it, that's cool, isn't it? There's one story for you. <laughs> Got that's tons and tons one. more. <laughs> well, it's always nice to hear that, you know, it, there's behavior, there's a problem, and after you've worked with the with the person that's causing the problem, not the pet, uh, there's the solution and everyone lives happily ever after. Yeah, pretty much. I was working with a couple of new, new clients yesterday with two dogs that have been fighting a lot and much more recently uh, escalating to serious, you know, bloodying each other and stuff. And, and what we found out while we worked with all four of them, the husband, wife, and the two dogs, is that the, the humans were giving exactly the wrong signals that were encouraging the dogs to do what they were doing. So, in effect, from the dog's viewpoint, what they heard was out of the, you know, the, the people were, were holding the energy and emotions of fear, anxiety, worry, tension, right? Stress? Yeah. What was going through their mind with the fear was, oh, my God, they're going to get into a fight. Please don't fight. Please don't fight. Oh, my God, they're going to fight, right? Yeah. That's what's going through their head. With that unstable, tense, survival-level energy of fear and tension and uh, worry and nervousness. And so what the dogs heard was nervous, something to be very afraid of, very, very worried here, something's very, very wrong. The, the message they got was fighting. We, there's fighting. There's fighting. So they were being whipped up into a lather about it, basically, and then they would attack each other because they didn't have a clear target, right? There wasn't any danger that they could see in their world that really did need attacking, and so they would just have to express that energy actually on each other. And so the, weak, the weaker of the two dogs would always get attacked, usually because, well, apart partly also because she was a nervous kind of dog anyway. So her energy was already 
a bit unstable. So you whip all that up and you get very hyper, very excited, very scared. And what are our animals to do? You know, they're yeah. going, they have to respond in some way. That's it made right. sense, sense to them, but, you know, it was a real catch-22. So once the people got the message and figured out where it was coming from, they both laughed. We, we had a big laugh about it. They completely redid their approach to the whole problem, and uh, we'll see how it goes. I have a every expectation to hear from them in another day or two telling me that uh, things have gone really well. That may be them calling right now. It could be. <laughs> so, Val, give us the address. Anyone can go if they want to know more about your Happy Dog series. Right. Uh, the Happy Dog Teleclass series is on my website at www.valhart.com forward slash happydog.html. Awesome. So, yeah, so go there, check it out. While you're there, you're going to see lots of other great stuff, too. You can sign up for my expert animal communication tips. There you uh, go. But, yeah, every dog owner, you know, has more to learn. I have found it's a never-ending uh, journey <laughs> to be better dog parents and to have happier, healthier dogs. And so I'm delighted to share that with people. Great. Well, thank you very much, Val, and thank you, everyone, for joining us. You've been listening to The Real Dr. Doolittle Show with Val Hart, and uh, you can go over to www.valhart.com and listen to previous episodes of our shows, and there's all sorts of uh, great information, articles, blog posts there, and and courses for you to uh, to check out. So thanks, Val, for joining us, and we'll see you all next time, everybody. Bye-bye. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye.